John Boy and Jake Radio. We got a fun show in store for you today. We got some national stories, some fun sports stories, some weird news stories, some voicemails, and some questions from you. I'm excited. It's Friday. Let's end the week right. Thank you very much for tuning in. What's up, guys? Thank you very much for joining John Boy and Jake Radio. That, Jake, I haven't heard this song in a while. We used to love it in college. I love that song. I I heard you sing one of the lines in the pre-show. Oh, I know. I, I was trying not to, and then I said, I know, Mamacita. But it's and hard I not to. It's a, it's a great song. Huge in Brazil. Um, this might spark its final return to America because it's a great song. That's what our friend Rob, whose character said to us when he introduced the song. Yo, you guys got to hear the song. It's huge in Brazil. You're like, what? Why do you know what song? Why do you know that, Rob? <laughs> you're, but you're it's a great song. Univers- so you're here- attending University of Connecticut. Why do you know <laughs> that this song's huge in Brazil? Here's where I'm at, Jake. And I, this might be an executive decision by me. I'd love your input. Uh, first I played that song this morning. I was listening to it while I was getting up. I was like, yeah, this feels like a fun Friday episode song. The theme for Friday before was feel good Friday. And I like that, but it's a little tough because I want every song that we play to be a feel good song. It's just Mondays are mid Atlantic. Tuesdays are dead artists. Wednesdays are women and Thursdays are drinking songs. So I was like, all right, well, this is like best friends. Maybe Friday is a friend song, a song about your friends, because we want Friday episodes to be voicemail episodes, and all our listeners, all our follow, all our friends, are interacting with us the whole episode, right? And then I was like, "Well, I think I'm just going to play that song every Friday until we find a better one." Any any song could be about friends, you know? Yeah, I showed she up f- in boots. She fucking hates me. She fucking hates me. See, now yeah. that's a song. Make it Kelly's first uh, debut, and she was in that music video. Puddle of Mud. <laughs> it's a funny band name. Puddle of Derek Mud. Derek Jeter. Full circle. Puddle of Mud. So, yeah, that might be the Friday song, unless people absolutely hate it. But if they yeah. absolutely hate it, how do you absolutely hate it? It's a great song? song. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd play that. <laughs> if I got a vote, I think it'd be every app. <laughs> All right, we'll start with they every could Friday. could be dead. I have no idea. There could be a woman in, that, in their band. <laughs> I think it's, I, they're called Wallpaper. I have no idea. I would yeah. never listen to another song by them, ever. It's got to be horrible. Come on. Uh, Don't do it right now. I know that's such your natural instinct, but it's a great song. The best song ever. The, is it the fucking best song ever. So yeah. that's going to be our Friday song for a while until someone says like, yo, sh- cut the shit with that song. Cut the shit. How you doing? Good, man. Happy Friday. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Took the dog out, got the coffee, started making toast, and then, I mean, mostly due to what happens in the human body, I decided to punt, and I'm not. I didn't have either. I'm gonna have them after the episode. Oh, I woke up early, had some coffee. Katie made me breakfast. It was nice. Oh. Oh, sorry. Well, you, I'm two hours ahead of you, so I woke up. Nice at, I woke up king. at eight. You woke up at six, probably. Yeah. Yes. A bit of a difference. Anyway, state of the podcast real quick, or radio show, whatever this is. Sure. The reason we call it a radio show and not a podcast is because I don't edit this. All the music is done live. What's much more of a live feel to it. If you're a listener and like, it's not, it's not a radio show. Well, it's not, but shut up about it. Don't get all technical on us. Anyway, sure. you guys have been awesome. Listeners have been, yesterday we had our best, uh, most downloads ever. Friday episodes are hard because I think a lot of people listen on their way to work the next day. But I just want to say thanks to everyone that's listening. And uh, next step is sharing. First you listen, then you share. Actually, listen, engage, voicemail or questions, then share. Because like we said, we want Fridays to be a group effort. We want all of you guys involved on Fridays. Listen, engage, share, review, Venmo us a chunk of money. Two chunks. So that's just five easy steps to just be a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My favorite Mitch Hedberg joke is it makes fun of like infomercials. Like, you can just buy an hour. Two easy payments. Two easy payments and one payment is going to be a son of a bitch. Mailman's (laughs) going to get lost. The envelope won't stick. (laughs) It's going to be hell making that third payment. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Stage fright. Mitch, if, if there's got to be someone listening that doesn't know who Mitch Hedberg is or hasn't fully dived in, go go give Mitch a quick listen. Had severe stage fright, so he did all the shows with dark sunglasses on and his eyes closed and just stood on stage with his eyes closed and told jokes. And basically stood <laughs> diagonal most of the show, like not looking at the crowd. Yeah, because his eyes were closed. But killer one-liners. Killer. Good one-liner. He's not my ideal stand-up guy. Couple, couple good one-liners. Yeah, he doesn't tell stories. He just like tells like the Pringles joke. Pringles company joke is. I mean, that's all time. Yeah, he's got a lot of good ones, but he he'd be great on Twitter because his jokes are like just one-liners. Yeah, there's, there's sh- got to be Mitch Hedberg parody accounts or something. Oh yeah, some oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, again, rest in peace, Mitch. All together. All right. There's no local stories. The Rangers didn't play. The Knicks didn't play. The Islanders or Devils might have played, but the Islanders won, I think. But I don't care. I don't care. I know we're trying to yeah. do sports, but I don't I don't care. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets didn't play. Really nothing in that tri-state area, Jim. The Mets hired that Brody dude who went on Francesa, made an idiot out of himself. We haven't talked about that on here. We didn't? No, we talked. No, I think we, you and I just Yanks. talked about that. I mean, the Mets' new GM, he's a sports <laughs> agent, and he went on Francesa, and he just came on Francesa with all the cocksure and arrogance of a sports agent. Like, sports agents just lie to guys nonstop. You're the best, dude. You're gonna, you deserve so much money. I'm going to let the world know how good you are. And it was like he was trying to do that with the Mets to yes. Francesa. It was like... The exact dialogue, maybe I can even drop it. Well, this is a radio show, and I don't do stuff in post. The exact dialogue is, Mike, let me, I know you asked the questions, but let me ask you a question. Honestly, who's going to be, who's better than us? Who's going to beat us right now? Francesca, right now? Yeah, right now, Mike. 
The Braves. The Braves have a better roster than you. You know that. I know that. You'd want their players over yours. I mean, you know that. It's okay. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. And it's it should reassure all your fears as a Mets fan because so if, if you were a Mets fan, you take a deep breath, you <laughs> you grab your morning whiskey like you do every day. And then you say, all right, so we hired a guy that's a big-time agent, so that should give us good negotiating power, and it should be someone who's player-friendly, so he could be really good for some potential free agents. Like, I forget, I was going down the free agent list yesterday, and I was looking at some stats, and someone still said that they were represented by Brody Van Waken or whatever, and I was like, oh, giant conflict of interest that MLB is just ignoring right now. He's DeGrom's Uh, agent. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. But so here's the thing. So you could almost see a mindset like, wow, maybe this guy just has everything on lock. He's a baseball guy. He's going to be good with contract negotiations, great with the players. Uh, it, you know, make guys want to come play for the Mets, blah, blah, blah. That's what you talk yourself into. What you're scared of is he's the agent that busted down the doors in the Mets front offices and said, guess what? You just found your new GM. Here I am. You know what our problem is? There is no problem. We're great. We've got these pitchers. Who can beat us in the NL East right now? Somebody tell me who can beat us in the NL East right now. The only problem (laughs) with us is that we think there's a problem. We got to (laughs) stop acting like the cream of the crop, and we will be the cream of the crop that we already are. You want to know the one thing you're missing? Brody Van Wagen. <laughs> throws down his like, card. If you don't, you don't know, know to, I represent half your players. He he throws down a Mets GM card already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had that prepared coming in. Yeah. He's and like, so then he goes on Francesa and he does that. Half of my players are Mets. I've been negotiating with your front office for years. I know you guys inside and out. And everything you've been doing is wrong. And what I'm here to do is do it right. You know what? If, yeah, if, 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 I wonder. That was probably part of the spiel. Like, I've dealt with all thirty MLB front offices. I know what makes them tick. I know their tricks, and I'm gonna bring them. <laughs> okay. If he went into Cincinnati, St. Louis, I don't know, Milwaukee radio show and put on this act, it, it'd be like, oh, cool. He's got a lot of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Great. This is great. And the radio host would be like, oh, you know what? Okay, good. I like a man that got confidence. But the the uh, the obliviousness to do that in New York on Francesa, right? Like the guy, the known sports guy that if you're if you're going to challenge him, he's going to challenge you. He's he's excited that you challenged him. Yes. Uh, it's just so oblivious and stupid, and kind of like you think we're dumber than you. You think everyone's just going to eat you up because that's what's been going on as an agent yeah it's a funny it's a hilarious clip step right up and meet the Mets we hired a guy we've been negotiating against step right up and meet the Mets this gentleman has no experience coaching or running a team step right up and meet the Mets Stupid man, it's really stupid. Good for him. Happy for you, Brody. Hope he crushes it. I think that, yeah, whatever. All right, next, next topic. Next on the table. Next on the table. Next on the table. 
Yeah, I think go to the national news, Jim. National Deportes news, I should say. Here comes uh, the national news brought to you by our national correspondent, Jake Storielli. Well, we're live and <laughs> did you see that? You see the toilet bowl last night? Uh you know, big game, Jim. Raiders, Niners, Niners playing their third string quarterback, old Nicky Mullins, uh, someone who I'm not familiar with. Um and Poppy Gordo's played a lot of Madden in his day. Uh, Jim, third-string quarterback, Southern Miss, Hoover, Alabama, leads the Niners to a rout of the Oakland Raiders. And it's like there's some really cool stuff out there. It's first 49ers quarterback to throw for three touchdowns in his debut. Uh, highest passer rating ever in a quarterback debut. It's like 151.9. But the headline is, oh, my God, Raiders. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not to take credit away from Nick Mullins, but it's going to be hard for you to get a lot of credit because if you do something good in the NFL, the other team's at fault right now. You're third string. No one knows who you are. Right. And it's a couple couple things will be the interesting storylines going forward. Is Nick Mullins a human or is this going to be a – is Nick Nick Mullins an actual quarterback and we'll laugh at this in that way in a couple years? Um is Nick Mullins going to be a one-and-done and be terrible and everyone looks back and he's a funny name drop and Oakland's just the worst team ever? Three, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Niners coach, is like one of the few respected offensive guys in the league. So there's that. But um, the 34-3, to three, like you, Derek Carr, you paid him, you gave him a $125 million quarterback. John Gruden, you gave him 100 mil. Um, Nick Mullins is making 395k this year. It's um, it's nuts, man. It, but the it Raiders sucks. traded people away. They got guys retired. Like, I know that everyone expects them to win because no one knew when they signed Gruden, the plan was to not win this year. But I think at this point, everyone's got to accept that, right? They are not trying to win games this year. Maybe maybe Gruden is trying to get the players that he puts on the field to win when they're on the field. Like, they're not trying to actually lose the game. But the, everything they're doing is not to win in 2018. And I think we got to stop getting shocked by that. Yeah. I, 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 there's a hope. It, if you're a Raiders fan, you're hoping that this is almost John Gruden's <laughs> trial year back. He's finding out guys he likes, things he likes that works and don't work, and then a bunch of picks. And uh, they, have, they have a bunch of picks and, like, the most free agent money going into next year. So... And again, if this if this was basketball, we'd be saying like, "Oh, that's a great strategy. Gruden's coming in. He's racking up picks and free agent money. He's going to bring it next year." Football, people don't think like that, which is kind of nuts. Um, but they've also looked so bad, and if 3 games into next year they're 0 and 3, everyone's going to go, "Jesus fucking Christ." I I have something to say about Nick Mullins. I was rooting for him. I was all oh, big fan. Great story, you know? Sure. Then I hear he's from Hoover, Alabama, and I'm Doubling down, rooting for him. Right. Love it. Then I Google what high school he went to, and I don't like him anymore. Dude went to Spain Park High School. Hey, I know it it probably just dictates on where your mom lives or your dad lives. Sure. But go to Hoover High. Because they were the ones on TV, and they were the ones I liked. And then last night I was Googling him, and then I was just watching Two-A-Days, MTV Two-A-Days clips on YouTube. 
getting nostalgic as fuck for like 2006, 2007. That kid Alex with the the long swoopy bangs. Sure. His hot girlfriend. Do you ever watch Two Days on MTV? I like half got into it. I wasn't I wasn't religious about any of those shows back then. Well, Two Days wasn't like. It was good. Like two a days is the reason yeah. hard knocks no, no, no. I, became. I, a show. I appreciate it was good. I I like that was those were tough dives for me back then. Yeah, I think if I, I if I if I watch we had one TV. If I watch if I was watching too much TV, I was getting yelled at by someone. You used to stay up late at night and play video games. Early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was good. Good television because it was the first yeah. time you really got insight into like that world, like real insight. Like, holy shit, this is high school football? I'm in high school right now. That is not right. what high school football is. It's crazy. The time piece? Is that something that people know stuff would say? What's that? For us? A time piece? Yeah, it's a time piece. Like, it, for us, that's when we were in high school, 2006, 2007. That's when it happened. It's like, holy shit. And Krauser, Jeff, who we reference all the time, he went to right. De La Salle, which was the number one school in the country, and Hoover was number two. And Don Bosco yep. was up there, and they wanted to do De La Salle for the show, two-a-days, but De La Salle's boys only, so they wouldn't have had, like, the the gossip and shit like that. But Krauss might Jeff, have been on it, because he Jeff, did the morning Jeff would already be a celeb now. Yeah. Anyway, be the if you live in Hoover... hot, strong water boy. If you live in Hoover, go to Hoover High, Nick Mullins. Uh, but yeah, kind of cool. I guess it'll be kind of funny to watch, because they signed Jimmy G to a huge contract. Uh, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting because if Nick Mullins plays well, still all of the credit is going to go to Kyle Shanahan, which sucks for Nick Mullins. Um, and, and, and like and it's going to be gonna almost a shot week. at it's going to be a shot at like Jimmy G, too. It's not going to play next week, right? Uh, he might. Bethard, the back <laughs> Bethard, the backup. <laughs> His wrist is hurt. It's like a, it's like a children's thing. I don't know if you're the Niners. I say roll with handsome Nick Mullins. Well, he might earn himself a contract if he does another good game, like a, like a just a career backup. You have two good games where you're now you're a career backup. Yeah, and you just you you never know with guys. He could be good. He could never be mentioned again. Uh, good good for you, Nick Mullins. Sucks for the Raiders. Sucks for the Raiders. I think uh, I I mean the only NBA news was the Bucks were undefeated. They played the Celtics last night in Boston. Of course, the Sox are there. Celtics have like a 20-point a lead going into the fourth. They blow it. it. It gets down to be like a tied game with a couple minutes left. Uh, couple calls. Bucks miss a couple layups. Celtics end up winning. And, Jim, this <laughs> it honestly broke me for a little bit. Yeah, Why? Dude, because they just—it's been everything lately with Boston. They're, the Patriots haven't lost in five games. The the Red Sox went on a nuts run. The Celtics are good, but it, this is just so classic Boston. The Bucks, like if the Bucks win this game, it would be a major headline. Like Gian, Giannis for MVP. Bucks are undefeated in the leaders of the East, and and like the Celtics blow a home lead which have they blown any game in recent memory or ever anymore it just doesn't feel that way and i know this is almost sounding corny but i was watching the game and they blew the lead and i was like i just need to see a boston team blow a lead and lose and no it it didn't happen bucks couple bucks guys missed free throws and stuff and it was just like you know what it's it's boston's time baby 
Yeah, I don't even have that like complex with Boston. Like the like like it's only the Red Sox. Like I don't care about the Patriots or the Celtics. Right. But you're in it deeper because you lived in Connecticut your whole life, and your fan, your friends are all split and all that. When it's I moved to the wild. West Coast, I I just started respecting every Northeast fan base. Right. And and so when I did, when I grew up in New Jersey and Connecticut, like I you know you're in it, you hate everyone else. And when I went to California, I was like, okay, I kind of respect just the passionate of the Northeast in general. But, right. But yeah, you're in it with and Boston. It, like that's it, that kind of surprised me. That it's just the thing, and I I I hugely respect. Everyone hates that kid who's like 16 year old and has seen 16 championships or whatever Miguel it is. Cuddy? Miguel Cuddy. I think it's just um, fun. No one actually hates him. It's like just like a fun thing. Right. Um. Uh, kind of. Uh. The internet, but. Like, I don't hate that. Like, winning championships, cool, and be proud and loud about that. Like, when the Yankees dynasty was hot and Giants win a couple championships and Knicks have been the worst ever, but, like, I'm a UConn fan, so there's some UConn pride there. Like, if your team wins a championship, be proud about it. The Celtics have won title in the last so many years. They won with the Ray Allen Pierce Garnett team. Before that, it's Larry Bird time, but they still act like they're this NBA elite team and franchise, which they bank on their old championships, uh, which the Yankees can't do. But it's it's just like they feed off of the – because the Patriots have been a champ, champions a lot, because Boston's won a lot, like the Celtics get to cruise along too and be like, yeah, we're, we're, we're just as good. It's like, well, one title in 25 years or 30 years, whatever it is um, – Boston's in your head. They got you rattled. Dude, I, last night's game got me fully rattled. Like, I'm happy the, happy for my Red Sox fans they, that they won the championship. Like, that's awesome. Anytime your team wins the championship. The Patriots, they're like clockwork at that point. They're just the ticking noise in the background that actually makes you snap. And then just seeing the Celtics, like, oh, they blew it. Oh, my God, there's blood in the water in Boston. Nope, it's over. They win every game in every sport they play in. So good job, Boston. Good job. And then the the only other news that I think I had from the sporting worlds will be quick about it. Bryson DeChambeau, human loser. Or actually, we got a couple sports stories, but uh, he's this guy. He wears one of the old school hats, which you can be a cool guy and do that. You just can't ever talk about it. And he's a person that's openly like, yes, I know I'm quirky. How cool is that? And you're like, dude. Please stop. Um, the PGA is cha- doing some rule tweaks next year. If your ball was on the green, you had to like take out the pin to putt. Now you can leave it in. And he's like, oh, I will absolutely leave it in except for the U.S. Open because they use a different uh, style pin, but any graphite pin or whatever it is, I'll, I'll be putting into that. And you're like, dude, I, I just couldn't care less. He's a Trevor Bauer of golf. Yes. Oh, thousand percent. Like he probably has a a putting room, right? And then he puts in all the pins, and he puts graphite ones in. He puts wooden ones in. He puts whatever metal ones in, and he they chips them all and does studies and stuff. And he's like, actually, you know, the graphite ones help. The other ones don't. So, and it's like, dude, that's take your profession seriously. That's fine. I like that you had set up a lab, but just shut up about it. Yeah. Don't don't care. Like if you if you came out and did that next year 
and then we're just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think the pin could provide an advantage in certain putts or something like that. You'd be like, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, that's how sports are played. Now it's it's November 2nd, and we're just talking about it because he wanted to talk about it. So I don't know. I He's one of my least favorite athletes. When the Blackhawks curved their sticks in the 70s or whatever and won the Stanley Cup because they had curved sticks and no one else did, do you think there were fans like, oh, fucking with their curved sticks, ruining the sport, losers. There's probably a chance, right? I mean, that's how you become an old man and have that voice. I, I, I'm guessing, I, I don't know enough about the history of hockey, but I feel like that's maybe something hockey guys knew, and then maybe they made it legal or something. I don't know. No, they just didn't have the ability. And then they're there like, okay, I think if we curve this, we'll have more control. Maybe we can lift it. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty cool. Revolutionized the game. And that's the thing, like, and there is science behind it, and that's how this kid operates. Like, um, but I don't know that you're just taking out all the human elements, and like, what if there is, you know, the putt that hits it and kicks out? Now you're just gonna be the human idiot. So, done with him. Done. Hashtag done. You want to? We want to do your your college walk off guy. I guess that's a tough transition. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I think I think sports sports gave us more than we thought, and I I think we had some really good stuff there. But we'll we'll hit it. Uh, a D two college coach, I want to say, it was Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg. Shout out! I might know a guy that played there actually. Um, He's, you know, classic legend coach, been there 45 years, all that jazz. <laughs> Calls the illegal fourth timeout and then chucks up the deuces. It, it seemed like this was planned. Like, you know how when you pull a, a starter in the middle of the All-Star game so they get the applause? Right. I think this dude was giving himself the applause. Coach for four decades and decided to retire and he wanted people to cheer for him on his way out. And he did. Like, the players patted him on the back. Everyone cheered for him. I like this move. It was a strong move. Uh, my only thing is, I, and this is a little me thing, I've, I think I just, uh, I only tell my main assistant and I like hand him the play sheet or, or the headset or whatever and just walk off and don't tell anyone. And that's it. It's the last time ever seen. Yeah, you love the Irish goodbye. My, would you have a favorite retirement? My, my Marshawn Lynch... When he just posted, I mean, he came back, so that kind of sucks. But when he right. just posted his shoes, his cleats on the telephone wire, like hung up, you know, and just said, like, I'm out. Right. That was a cool retirement. My favorite retirement was my retirement when the high school baseball coaches said, no, we don't want your money and we don't want you to play on the team with us. Yeah, it wouldn't be my favorite if I was you, but. That was my favorite. To each their own. Yeah. All right. Whistle. I need to get a whistle. <whistles> Halftime. They're doing the charge call at halftime, I guess. Well, yeah, the, the Rams coming on the field and he's charging the rodeo clown and everyone's doing the charge call. And then the sideline announcer's like, hey, Drake, second Friday show ever. How do you think it went? I think it went real well. We, uh, I, I think we really stumbled we we went into that Brody Van Wegen uh, 
that little conversation. We went hard in there. I think that came out really well. We weren't really expecting that. No tri-state area news. We were worried about that coming in, coming out. Turns out it's okay. We, we played it as it lies. Still hate Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau, and I said it like that. Jimmy didn't love my setup for the walk-off coach because I told the whole story when I set him up. Jim, back to you. What do you think? Yeah, I think it went well. Your first time kind of pushing the stories. I think you were very confused if we should have just went to halftime or if you wanted to do the coach call. But uh, I think you need to be a little more affirmative there. Just we're doing it. It was kind of like, a uh, uh, okay, how about this? But other than that, yeah. I really like the Brody stuff. We didn't plan that. I think we ripped on him pretty well, pretty good. Let's head into the second half, have a fun time with our friends. Next, next time I just got to follow my heart on that one. I, I, you know, we already had a good, we already had a good game, good practice going. I didn't know if I should push the envelope. I decided to push it. And that's, that's kind of what you have to learn with these teams, Jim. All right. Second half. Here we come. We got voicemails. We got four voicemails. We had five, but one is so bad. We thanked that fifth person for calling, but that was 10 year old humor. And we're not going to play that because it's not even humor. Not even, it's, it was the worst voicemail ever. I didn't hear it, so I'm... I sent you I know, the I know the, I know the gist of it. Yeah. All right, here's voicemail number one. Hey, uh, it's the teacher from New York City, John Boya. We talked on DM recently. But what I was thinking was since you guys have like kind of a halftime situation, maybe a little halftime show idea, maybe something you can do or Jake can do during halftime. I uh, love the show. Keep going. Always uh, good to hear from you guys. Have a good one. All right. So this comes from he's a history teacher in New York City. He got in touch with me about some history stuff because we do laughs from the past. Right. And I always get intimidated when I actually have like historians or history teachers listening to have laughs from the past. Cause I'm like, oh, show. We don't right. sound like idiots. But I think I do a pretty thorough job with my research there. Anyway, we just came off halftime and he's like, I think you got to spruce it up even more. We do the halftime interviews, which I think is nice. I think that's fun sometimes. Right. I think he's dead on, Jake. I think we need some halftime entertainment. I think we need to plan it out. Yeah, I'd, I, that means I'd have to work on some things. You know, I have a couple B-Squad impressions. I mean, with the, the Gruden's been one of, one of people's most populars with me throughout the years. And, I mean, with the Raiders doing bad, uh, he's, he's actually had some hilarious quotes out there. And, I mean, he's a fun guy. I mean, I... It's it's just it's tough for me. What do you interview? Do I interview John Gruden about my first half? And he'll be like, I gotta tell you what, man, that Jake guy is a little booger. He's a little shit. Let out a couple cuss words. I didn't expect that out of the little guy, but he kind of brought it in that first half. You know, Brody Van Wagen don't want that guy around my team. We couldn't even get an agent to sign Khalil Mack. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, then is that what I'm doing? I don't think you have is, to. I don't think the impression has to talk about the show. You just do an impression. Did you? So the other thing... I think we open I, it up for phone lines. If someone out there has an audio skill that can happen in 30 seconds, send it in. You'll be our halftime entertainment. I like that, too. Can um, you speak Zimbabwe language? Not well. Here's a halftime show. We got George calling in speaking Zimbabwe, and then 30 seconds of just someone talking whatever language they speak in Zimbabwe. Okay. I like that. How fast? Um, how, how many numbers can I name in 10 seconds? That'd be interesting. That's a halftime show. Yeah, I, it, there's a there's loads of possibilities. Um, we'll we'll see where we land on it. But yeah, we want to do a lot of fun halftime stuff. If you guys have other ideas that you think are fun, we'll we'll do anything once. Anything. The good stuff twice. Ooh. All right. Next voicemail. Dude, the I well the other thing I want to say before that. 
Dude, did you Gruden had a couple quotes yesterday that dude, it you have to be full scared. He basically went full Trump. Did you see this? No, what did he say? His first quote was I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come play here. I'm just telling you, they're dying to play for the Raiders. Like, he, he, he actually said that. That was my Trump voice. But um, if you read it in a Trump voice, it sounds like him. Um, and then he came out after the game, and he said uh, he doubled down on it and said something like, we're, we are trying to win a championship? What did he say? Oh, he, he said, we're building a title team. Um, which, well, you're 1-7 right now. So hopefully next year you're building a title Yeah, I think team. he means in three years. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear they don't plan on winning this year. Yeah. I, but I, I think keep, they wanted to. But people need to stop being shocked by that. Like, yeah. They're not trying to win in 2018. No, I don't I, think they're no, trying to win in 2019. Know why this is a bigger story than it is? Is because everyone's Gruden take this offseason was, he's going to be terrible. He hasn't coached in a decade. So now that they are, I think everyone feels... Liberated? No Is one knew he was going to come and break this down. Like, no one knew that was his goal. Right. Everyone thought they were going to win immediately. And he knew. It seems like he very much knew. No, we're not trying to win in 2018. And everyone's having a very hard time accepting that. Yeah. I th- that's a great point, Jim. Give me that second voicemail. Here we go. John Boy, Jake, Jake sucks. Orlando Magic Sam here. Um, Nick's have been playing all right lately. November 11, we have the ultimate showdown. The Orlando Magic take on the New York Knickerbockers in the Garden. And I, my question is, on a scale from 9 to 10, how terrified are you as a Knicks fan of that game? Go Yanks, Jake sucks. Pretty basic question from Magic Sam. Knicks playing Orlando. Magic rarely fails when done correctly. Ooh, hot take. Uh, yeah, it's always a big game when the Knicks and Magic meet up, um, you know, Patrick Ewing and Shaq, um, and then you say something like that and you're like, holy smokes, have both these teams been bad for 25 years? Uh, and kind of with, with a couple, (laughs) with a couple highlights, um, there's, there's no fear with, with the Knicks and when they play bad teams, the Knicks, Jimmy, the Knicks season is the best season the Knicks have had in forever. Anything this season is cake. If they win a game, you say, oh, cool, some of the young guys won a game. If they lose a game, you say, great, better draft pick, and we have free agent money going into next year, and we're going to be good. Uh, Orlando at home is one of the few games that you put on the schedule, and you're like, yo, let's just win that one so we can lose to the good teams. Who's the guy on Orlando who's got that hair that looks like he's got a brim of his cap? He's gone, Alfred Payton. He uh, he he got traded. He's like he, statistically and with his hair, he has some just atrocious stats. Um, his hair like, w- is is the Bull bad. Durham clip. Like you can't have moss on your shower sandals unless you're a stud in the bigs. You just can't have moss on your shower sandals. You can't have that hair unless you are lighting it up. Every night. Right. You can't. Right. You you have to be all-star level. It's ridiculous. Uh, it flops around when he runs. And you're absolutely right, Jim. And when I said all-star level, I thought I was talking about my butt. But no. I, I think I have the argument now. Talking about your butt, imagine. Um, if you're an all-star and you have that hair, like you could just be like, yo, the dude's an all-star. Um, so that 
That's his thing. Like, that's how he rolls. If you're good and even just short of being an all-star, then people can say, like, yo, maybe shave that thing off and you could be an all-star. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think they sent him to Phoenix. He might be out of the league now. Oh, he's got uh, stupid hair. Shout out, Alfred Payton. Yeah, the Magic have had so many high picks. Aaron Gordon, their doppelganger. Aaron Judge's doppelganger. Do you like that? No, I don't, I don't think he's the closest doppelganger to Judge. Wow, shots yeah. fired. Yeah. yeah, that picture did nothing for me. Um, Orlando as a city is kind of funny. Like having pride in Orlando is weird because it's just a gross swamp that no one ever wanted to live, but Walt Disney didn't want anyone to be able to buy land around his land. So right. he chose the most grossest area in America. It was like, I'll make this my home because no one else will want to build here because it's so disgusting. You can't get to the coast. It's a swamp. It's full of bugs. And then from there now, like there's, it becomes a little city and then they build a basketball team. It's like, yeah, Orlando. It's like, you don't have pride in Orlando though, because the only reason it exists is because it was the worst land in America. Maybe that's what makes some people proud about it, Jim. Interesting to hear Magic Sam's take on that, because I think he's from Orlando. Because I'm a Magic Sam. And that might have been mean to hear me say. Yeah, those are tough words, Jim. Speaking of mean, here's our next voicemail. Hey, this is Nick uh, for John Boy and Jake Radio. First time, long time. Uh, it's been running through my brain lately. Used to think Jake was kind of the short, ugly, fat guy, but, you know, for some obvious stuff. But now, I think it might be both of you. Can you discuss? Thanks. Big fan. Love a good conversation starter from Nick. Thanks for calling in. Do you want to take this one first? That was devastating. You didn't like it? I don't know. That, uh, I mean, so he thought I was short and fat. And ugly. And uh, did he say ugly? I think so. We wanted to play it back? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> too, I'm too hurt. Now it's both of us. Yeah. And so we think yes or no on that. Yeah, I, I need to do something. Last year, I went on diet all summer. And then I looked at, at podcasts from last year. I'm like, oh, shit, I was less weight. No, now I'm bad. And holiday season's coming up. Pretty worried. I don't get outside. I just sit here from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and and edit stuff and make videos and and tweet and find an outside time. Like, I used to play pickup hockey twice a week. You wear the same clothes and your face doesn't change too much when you gain or lose weight? No, my face changes first. Uh, I disagree. I I look at it a lot. I think you look at it a lot and you think you're getting fat. No, go look at my face from some of the podcasts at the end of last year's playoff run. Well, no, I'm just saying you you normally you have the beard, so that hides a lot anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always wear either like hoodies or you wear loose fitting clothes. So it's never like accented by that. So, yeah, I, I never know where you're coming in at. I'm usually the same. For, but then there was a strip last year where I lost 20 pounds. Right. Now I'm, I've got that back. And now the holidays coming up and that's tough. Yeah. Short. Yeah, I, I can't help that. I'm hitting the point, and I, I've told a couple people this year, if they're people I don't see regularly, like, I, I think this is the last time I see them as, like, not a fat person. <laughs> like, know how you show up at the, like, if it's someone you see at every two years at a wedding or something like that? Yeah, there's that, that tipping point. And then 
there's that one wedding they show up and you're like, yo, like you're fat now. I think I'm thinking next year is the year that people think that about me. Well, I mean, let's 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 attack that. Yeah, it's one of those get in front of it things. We'll see. I eat um, healthy until nighttime comes. And then I just eat everything in the kitchen. For me, my eating usually stays pretty normal. Um, it's it's how much how active I'm being. That's not true. I eat like shit sometimes. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't you eat out a lot? Um, no, not really. Um, I'm, I'm like such a fake healthy eater. Like, I don't know. I, I ruin it with one thing. Like I'm going to get the chicken Caesar salad and then it's just poured on with Caesar. I don't end up eating the salad and it's just me eating chicken covered in dressing basically. There you go. All right. Let's lighten things up. Get a little nicer email. Or I mean, Hopefully. voicemail. What a rude caller. You think that was too rude? Who was that guy? It was Nick. Nick? Nick. Here comes another one. To punch his face. Hey, guys. It's Evan from Boston here. I just wanted to say, first off, that I really like the show. Uh, If I can offer some constructive criticism, maybe try out two new hosts that are different than you guys. Um, Okay, on to my question. What is your favorite sports memory? So kind of, it's kind of a two-parter from Evan from Boston. That's a two-part question, huh? One, he just decided to throw a nice comment. He likes the show. That's so he nice. Likes, he likes the format of the show and what we're going for. The topics for. he'd like to... If we tried out new hosts, he thinks he'd be interested in that. Two new hosts. Which, hey, I could use a day off every now and then. Who would you swap out for yourself? Ooh, you. Fuck. I would. I guess I'd swap in you for me then. There you go. We'll rotate it. Ah, fuck. Would, maybe that. Maybe that's the new show. Pay f- buy flights. I go to Denver. You come to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one of those weird like late night shows doing a tour around the country for no reason. Hey, the late night shows in Dallas this week. Cool, Conan. Like, why? <laughs> His real question is, well, what's your favorite sports memory? Sports memory. Do you, you've got something. You've heard these voicemails. Um, I I thought of like not like as a fan. I thought of it as playing sports. Right. And then I thought I of think so- everyone's brain jumps to playing, right? I think so, unless you didn't play sports. Because that's like part of why you like sports. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I, dude, my first brain, my first thought went to wiffle ball, which I that might be pathetic. But it, like it half is, but I know how much you truly enjoy it. I had so a, I don't think it's I built pathetic. myself like a stadium in the backyard. Yeah, we, we painted two trees yellow for foul poles and duct tape ball. Yeah, duct tape ball more than football. And like I thought of when you pitch, and then someone hits like a high pop up to center field, and then you're your you only loved field. making the play. Yeah, yeah, you're your only fielder, so you got to run out make a play. And I, thought, I I I scored a game winning goal in hockey in overtime, but no one wants to fucking hear about that. I'll be like your loser roommate in college. Ooh, shout out. Um, yeah, it, it sucks because, I mean, that's that's probably I one of the actual story I want to tell that's a loser story is senior year of high school soccer. I was I was backup varsity goalie for three years. <laughs> uh, my senior year, I thought I was going to get the nod. The younger guy got the nod. Uh, I was pretty pissed off about that. 
So I was the fastest guy in the team. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm I'm gonna play in the field. Like, screw you guys. Um, and the coach was like, yeah, but you have no skill because <laughs> you're a goalie. And I was like, you're kind of right, but let me dance. Uh, so one of the first games I got thrown in was a night game. Um, and uh, so you literally just chicken with my head cut off, just running around. Basically, it was like create havoc. <laughs> and so the ball comes to me like around midfield. And, dude, I just I sent a perfect lead pass, like with all intentions, right to a guy's foot, puts it in the net. It was a night game at Weston. And, dude, I ran around. Did Jake, sell, you've seen my natural celebration. Yep. It's run. It's to s- sprint, just run, full kooky. Run away from hot. all the friends that are trying to celebrate with you and congratulate you. In this case, I was trying to chase down the guy who scored because I was like, I'm going to kill you, you little bastard. Like, good job. And then, uh, dude, so and it was like towards the end of the game, there's probably five minutes left. And, like, right now, I look like a fucking hero. Like, backup goalie comes in, makes the pass. Dude, I was so spent from celebrating. I couldn't breathe. So there's five minutes left in the game, and I'm just doing the old man hobble not to die around the field. Um, So shout-out to Cheyenne Riahi. He's the one that netted it. But uh, that's, like, it's kind of pathetic that that's a highlight of my sports life. But, dude, you know me. Bad memory. Getting tired celebrating. I can close my eyes still there. All right. So that's the rest of the voicemails because we didn't get a lot because we did just set it up. We just established it. A lot of them were really nice compliments. Thank you guys, everyone. I mean, for you, you got one Jake socks, one Jake's fat, uh, short and ugly, and one you find a new host. For you got two out of three of those. Two out of three. But for you, you got three. Right. Shout out to the history well, teacher for not insulting us. I'm, I'm a fan fave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I threw out a question on Twitter, though. Just some quick hitters. Sure. It's Friday, sure. Friday Friends app, so we want you guys involved. Uh, some guy said, Jason said, best TV show. Jason, we did that yesterday. Jordan says, why are mounted police troops not called the horse force? There's a big problem in this country with changing things once they're established. Um it was really good in Ro- Joe Rogan's stand-up. He talked about if, if someone that wrote the Declaration of Independence came back today, <laughs> they go, you guys still listen to that? <laughs> you guys haven't improved upon this? That's why constitutionalists uh, so, are stupid. So, uh, same thing goes. If you could tell them horse force and everyone looks at each other and goes like, yo, horse force, awesome name. But they're like, it's too late. It is too late, but that is a good name. Uh, okay, so uh, extension of yesterday's question where we did shows, top five movies. Do you have any favorite movies? We'll just do any favorite movies. Any favorite movie? For me, Good Will Hunting. Yep. Silver Linings Playbook. Nope. Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And The Jerk. I do two comedies, two serious. Yeah, I'm I'm like all comedies. My So any any major comedy you've heard of, um, Cedar Rapids is always my dark horse comedy just cause I think that movie's hilarious. And if you actually go out and watch it, I think that's funny. Oh, I love saving Silverman. Oh, yeah, I like, love the movie saving Silverman. My two serious movies are Django Unchained. Yep. You love Django. I love Django Unchained. I watched it like five straight nights before I went to bed. I think it's awesome. And then I saw, um, what was the, it was like the only serious movie I've seen in a while. Oh, Not a Star is Born. I bawled my eyes out during that. Good movie. 
Uh, but no, what's the the big sick with Kumail? I love that movie. Oh yeah, it's a good movie too. That was awesome. All right, Jake says banana gun, or gun that shoots out bananas. What's a banana gun? Like I'm guessing it's <laughs> if the other one is a gun. Oh, so a gun okay. That shoots one is out a gun bananas. that shoots out bananas, and one is a banana that shoots out bullets. Right. I want the gun that shoots out bananas. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. That's like the that's, easiest answer of all time. You like that would be host a burglary yeah. and then like run into a convenience store and then like you, you like everyone down, everyone on the ground, and then you just go over to the bananas and fill it up a little more and then leave. Post that post that shit on Reddit and stuff, and you be it'll be the fidget spinners for a week, and you sell a million of them, and you retire on an island. Until one guy comes in, he's like, it's just a banana gun. Everyone's like, ha, 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 let's see it, let's see it, psych, and then he kills them all. Ew. Dark. What's your biggest pet peeve, Jake? One of my biggest pet peeves is if I try to give a company money and they don't take it. Uh, so literally the Jonah Hill skit in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin when he tries to buy the shoes from the eBay-only store. That's my pet peeve. I, I don't have Spotify to this day because one day in like 2012, I was like, all right, time to get Spotify. And I went to purchase it and their website wasn't working. So I don't have it to this day because I was so mad they wouldn't take my $8 that day or whatever it was. I mean, they were probably upset too. Like half. They don't care. <laughs> um, My biggest pet peeve is when it's 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 kind of uncontrollable because it's like a body reaction I have similar to nails on a chalkboard when like we're eating dinner and someone cuts the plate and it's that Mm. makes my whole body tense up and shiver Mm. as many people do for chalkboard right big pet peeve I do that too but I like that feeling just because I like to feel anything we used to have family dinner my whole family hates it and uh and like my friend David would eat dinner over it all the time and he he He'd be do it, and like our, my whole family would go, ah, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> like all six of us at the same time, ah. Oh. Yeah. And then he started like cutting so dainty, so gentle. Day day from the A. Best always sunny character. Ooh. McPoyle twins. I would have said Charlie back in the day. Uh, I'm going Dennis now. And then I've really? also realized how crucial. No, I'm not going Dennis. I'm I'm going uh, Frank now. But I've also realized how crucial Dennis is. This latest season has been tough. Sorry to hear that. Not the, not the same quality. It's still funny. Not nearly the same quality. Prime Prime Frank and Charlie doesn't get better than that. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in someone else's house? Weirdest thing I've ever done in someone else's house. Jesus. I probably just like clogged the toilet and then they didn't have a plunger. So I had to like scoop out the toilet paper that was stuck. And put it into the garbage next to it, and then just get the hell out of there. I don't know. I know when you delivered bounce houses, you pooped in a lot of rent strangers' houses. Oh yeah, but I mean, does this involve like college parties and stuff? Well, well, that's right. So I mean, strangest thing you've done in another house that opened. I've I've got a lot of crazy stuff going through my head. Yeah. The number. The first thing I thought about. Uh, one time there was this girl that held a house party like right after high school. It might have been like after freshman year of college. Um, but w- you're just in that phase where you're you're drinking, you know, 10 to 15 light beers and you're being ridiculous. 
we had a group of guys that we rolled up to a party and it kind of just there wasn't much of a scene so we just sat on the back patio like five guys in a circle with our balls hanging out of our zipper i was there for that yeah balls out party balls out party yeah so like that's that's something that's up there or <laughs> what you could tell the time we we broke the bottles at jared's house <laughs> 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 so there's a trick that if you have beer bottles, if you put the the water, if you fill it up with water and you leave like an inch, you can slam your hand on top of the bottle and the and the bottom, the very circle, it puts so much pressure that it just breaks perfectly in a circle, right? And it, it's really cool. You can look up YouTube videos. And Jake and I saw this YouTube video. And we're like, holy shit, let's try to do that. And we spent. He called out of work. I didn't go to any classes. And we spent the whole day just trying to break bottles where we basically probably chipped bones in our palms because we were yeah. hitting these bottles so bad because we realized like, all right, Mike's Hard Lemonade, really hard to do it because they're thick glass. Michelob, right. We finally realized Michelob Ultra is the best. Once we realized how to pop it and you break the bottle, we just were like, we need to show people. So we took a six pack filled with water. And we drove around our college neighborhood and we just like knocked on doors and they would open their front door and we just break bottles. We did it to our friend Jared and he was like, cool, but that's my front porch and I have a dog and stuff. So can you clean that up? <laughs> you just clean up all the glass you just shattered in front of my house. Cause we didn't even think about that. We went, to, we went to like three houses before it did it. And we're kind of like, okay, this is cool. And then we we were at peak confidence going to Jared's house, smash it. He looks at us and like smiles and is like, nice stuff, guys, but I have a dog. You can't do this. What what losers we were. We, were so, we just drove to every house where we knew people, like, yeah. like Christmas carolers. But instead, we just broke beer bottles on their front lawn, on our front porch in a way that we thought was cool. And then we ran away. Might have to release a picture of Jared to the internet because that helps the story too. A little bit of a sideshow Bob vibe going on. <laughs> and then we did one house. I think it was like Ben Lee's and I, we, I cut myself. I was bleeding in their sink. I was like, all right, this gag's gone. gone. <laughs> we, I think we got to stop doing this. We stopped doing that. <laughs> times. All right, quick, quick, quick hitters. Um, what movie are you most looking forward to seeing? Do you have any, Jake, that you're most looking forward to seeing? The new Mary Poppins? I really want to see White Boy Rick. You told me that was bad. I didn't see it, but it got bad reviews. It got bad reviews. I saw it. There was another movie. Oh, I'm totally blanking. This is what I, I see a movie. Oh, dude. Actually, so this is, this is classic Jake. The Apollo 2 trailer gets me so hyped. I like, I think it does, but they made a they made Apollo like they made the size difference too crazy. I mean that's yeah, that's Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Creed series is going to go the same way as the Rocky. Like Creed 1 was awesome. Rocky 1 is like a really really good dramatic drama movie. One best movie. And then <laughs> and then Rocky 3, 4 and 5 are garbage. I love Rocky Four. I'm one of those people. Yeah. So that, that's also why I'm ju- juiced up because it's yeah, it's not I, serious anymore. It's bad. I want to see Outlaw King. It's kind of the sequel to Braveheart. I'm excited about that. Um, all right. I think do 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 do. Who has the best mustache of all time? Do you even have an answer to this? Do you know? Do you have any mustache fans? Alex, pretty up there. I, I mean, Tom Selleck in in Friends, man. When he's dating Monica. Woo. That is a that is a cat caterpillar. I have an answer. It's from the Civil War. Uh, ah. Google it, but it's the guy. It's uh, Ambrose Burnside. Why uh, sideburns are named after him? 
Sure. He had sideburns real bushy that they curled up over his mustache and his chin. He would shave his chin. Sure. And like this was a respected gentleman. He was a railroad executive, inventor, industrialist, um, senator. And then he was an army general in the Civil War. Like the Civil War, the Civil War era beards are crazy because they're not like where they're using wax now with those crazy beards. They're just like, this is what God gave me and I'm going to design it. And I don't think he was designing this in a fun way. Like, I don't think he's designing this beard and, and expecting people to be like, ha 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 ha. That's so cool. No, I'm your general. Don't laugh at my facial hair. This is just how I've chosen to look. Right. Go yeah. look up pictures of Ambrose Burnside and you'll see Ambrose Burnside. Are you looking at it? Have you seen him? No. Throw it on real quick. I want to see your reaction. What's that? Okay. Ambrose. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was there. I was listening to you. That's strong. And also the male pattern balding. Know what there is? Yeah. The, mayor, the male pattern balding helps. That makes it a full look. Um, also, it's more chin shave than you'd expect. Yeah. And then there's pictures of him like 10, like 20 years younger. Like this was his look for life. It wasn't yeah. just a, a phase. Like, okay, the Civil War Why- pictures are coming. Oh, shit. I'm going through my weird hair phase the one time we take pictures in my entire life. Nope. That's how he looked. No, no, no. Um, Any cues? What are, we, what are you watching this weekend? Where are we at? What am I watching this weekend? Some sports, some shows. I have to go see the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I just nice. saw The Old Man and the Gun, Robert Redford movie, and I'm, the review of that's coming out Monday, Six Pack Cinema podcast. Okay. I don't have a... I don't really have anything I'm watching today. I'm going, I'm trapping myself in the library today. Nice, man. I'm going to go do some writing. Good for you. I got to clear the mechanism when I go write. Amen. I wanted to have two books out by Christmas. It's tough. Oh, yeah. One's, one's half written and one's um, a coffee table book called This Book Sucks. Right. And it's honestly a bad book. Oh yeah, but that's the gag. You put it, you buy it for someone on Christmas, right? Like every a lot of families have their white elephant or Yankee swap, right? You put a this book suck coffee table, and then like, haha, this is gonna be funny, and then they open it up, and it's a bunch of pictures and stories, and it's like, oh, yeah, this book sucks. It's a great gag. I I got twenty pages of that done, and I think I need a hundred. You better start cooking now that it's out there. I know this was actually, I just. In my head, I was like, well, now that I said this, I have to finish it. Yeah. But, okay, well, that means everyone listening has to go buy my coffee table book. That's called This Book Sucks. It's all pictures that I've taken because I don't want to pay for picture rights for a shitty book. And then it's stories that I write on the pictures. And they're not going to – they're going to suck. So watch out for that. Buy it for a family member or just leave it on your coffee table, right? That's the goal. You leave it on your coffee table. It's called This Book Sucks. You have a friend come over. They're like, what's this? They open to a random page and their natural reaction would be, oh my God, this book sucks. Like, oh yeah, that's what, that's what it's called. Yeah. What did you think coming in? I'm going to revolutionize the gag, the gag coffee book market. <laughs> Some, we've been waiting for someone to. Everyone's been on edge. Need a good gag coffee book. Actually, there is a market. There's one called like trash on the street and it's just pictures of trash on the street. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, this book sucks. 
a little trashy. So I'll be at the library today. It, no Yankees, don't break any news. And no one on Twitter distract me. Please and thanks. There you go. Is that everything? Second. So. Sec- I was, was going to tell the people what I wanted to watch this weekend, but you, you just don't care about me. What are you going to watch? You got you to get it in there. No, man. I'm, I'm just nothing to you. I'm fading into the abyss. You leave room for pause. And that means I'm going to go on to the next thing. What are you watching? Alabama LSU and two Knicks games this weekend. Who are the Knicks playing? Uh, Los Knicks. They have – oh, I just had the schedule in front of me, and now I don't. They are playing Dallas, and they're playing Washington. Um, Dallas would be kind of fun. Luka Doncic, your boy. And Washington's uh, a mess. Yeah, Washington's a mess. Um, everybody loves Doncic. Excited to see him. And uh, Dallas has the point guard that got selected after Frank got picked last year, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., and LeBron came out with a big quote that was like, yo, I would have picked Dennis Smith Jr., blah, blah, blah. So Frank, Frank hopefully has some beef and brings it. Hey, hey. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. The second week of John Boy and Jake Radio is in the books. And for all of you that have been here with us and listening every day, we appreciate it. We love you guys. It's been good. You've stayed with us for two weeks. It's only going to get better and better as we go because this is, you know, a first-time thing for us. Friends Friday. We had some good engagement today. We'd like it to stay up and more and more and more. Leave voicemails throughout. Call the number. But mostly, have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Rate, subscribe, review. We'll see you on Monday. Check my Spanish. Mamacita.